all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. <laughs> I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. And it is still tech season. Yes. <laughs> this episode will come out on the filing deadline for partnership and S-Corp tax returns. There you go. And I'm hoping I'll have all mine filed. <laughs> I spent, so, so how was your day today? I spent three hours, and this is just today, not counting the other times, three hours on one journal entry for a client to capture their purchase of cabins like the cabin in the woods, like the multiple ones, like the, the horror movie. Yes, exactly like that. Nice. <laughs> <coughs> and life is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Just a little bit. So on top of that, let's see. We have um, a pandemic. That's fun. Which technically, this has been classified as exactly that. Yes. So we're not we're not using uh, extreme words or anything. That's right. It was the World Health Organization mm-hmm. that classified it as a pandemic. Um, who let the dogs out? <laughs> yes, that was cute. <laughs> that was funny. Um, uh, real quick note remember, pandemics have happened throughout history mm-hmm. and will continue to yes, for they the rest will. of perceivable time. Yeah, they need to update the, the saying to the only certainties in life are death and taxes. <laughs> it should be death, taxes, and pandemics. And disasters. Death, taxes, and disasters. Yes. Yeah, there we go. But that's not to say not to take precautions, whatever, but just don't feed the anxiety beast at this point. We are turning into such an echo chamber of, I don't know. I'm not eloquent right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can say, um, yeah, it's it was a little weird going to the grocery store yesterday and there's literally like almost no toilet paper i'm like okay this is but odd what i found really funny is that you still bought a pack I did just for the hell of it we had like 20 rolls i didn't know that how many times like i didn't remember that i don't keep track of our toilet paper purchases but uh but uh but i, I think in a well this this pandemic is doing two things i i think it's making everybody number one realize that hey uh, the more and more you weaken the structure of the overall federal government, they won't be able to respond the mm-hmm. way that you need them to. Yeah. So all these people that have been running around for the past 40 years saying big government sucks mm-hmm. and all this, who, by the way, uh, will uh, sponsor any war at the drop of the hat. That's right. Which is a war is literally the biggest government program you can have. Mm-hmm. So having said that, mm-hmm. so for the last 40 years, we've systematically just chipping away at the overall federal government and now you see what happens when when you need the systems in place when you need the nation state Mm -hmm. and as as one to do what it has to do Mm -hmm. well now it's not that's what we're finding out it's not exactly capable of doing that yeah much smaller countries are having way more capabilities than we are and it's kind of embarrassing yeah but wash your hands don't be gross but the other thing we're seeing, too, is 
I think because people are realizing that, hey, it's the same people that have always took it on the chin who are, yeah. who are taking it on yeah. the chin again. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, people are rising up and being like, nope, not happening this time. That- if you And that, that goes with us as well. Yep. If you need anything, mm-hmm. please reach out to us. Mm-hmm. We are in a financially stable and emotionally stable place. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we will resume emotional stability on, uh, April, on 16th. April 16th. Yes. Right now, it's just on pause. Just a little. <laughs> yes. So, and I'm I'm being serious. Like, I have all the food apps. Yeah. So, so if you, you if you need me to order you a pizza whatever we're 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 here for it for for you yeah because you've been here for us all this time as well that's sweet so if i'm i'm being dead serious if you need anything just reach out to us there's absolutely no judgment yeah yeah for sure no that's very sweet and correct absolutely um so i want to bitch out for a moment are we going into one star one star star review review corner Our new favorite segment, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're like, okay, enough of this, just fast forward a bit. It's fine. But I think they're all fun, though. I think they're fun, except I'm going to be vicious this time. Okay. Okay. Because. um, Don't one star her during tax season, people. Oh, yeah. I haven't. Did you see uh, the one star direct message I got? Uh, No, I did not. We'll discuss through that, too. So. Here's the thing, because it is tax season and I'm a professional who owns my own business, it's generally frowned upon in business to bitch out your clients, like the ones who are being assholes. Most of my clients are wonderful, but some do things like, oh, today I opened a little like manila envelope that one of them sent me and inside was another envelope that said important tax documents inside that had been mailed to my client sealed i cannot open another person's no, mail you cannot. so and i so i had to fold it up put it in an envelope sealed to mail it back to, it to back. this person to tell them and I, I literally emailed them and i was like i'm having to return this to you please open it scan it and upload it to the fancy secure file that a folder that i pay for for this exact reason, and stop randomly mailing me shit. So I I did not say it that way. I I'm guessing you I did. I said I did the nice version of it, <laughs> and they apologized. It was very they were very nice, but um. So let's so go. To, I, let's yes. go to let's go to the one star review, shall we? Yes. Where we can really. Where we can really misplace our anger. Sure. Yes. And and trust me, I fully recognize this is not a measured response, <laughs> but it's a safe it's a safe space for me to to freak out. Yes. So, okay. Ah, freak out. <laughs> Here's uh, so this is the same day that we got a five star review that says the hosts are perfect, the show is perfect, I love it, and we'll fight you on this. So <laughs> thank you, V squared thirty eight. That's very sweet, and we appreciate yes. it. Yes. That same day, irritated five seven five five eight five four, entitled their uh, their magnum opus, annoying. <laughs> Please stop interrupting each other. Two exclamation points. I think the research is good, but listening to the hosts back and forth is too much to take. 
I'm so like, sorry. Like, what do you mean? We both. I'm so sorry. Irritated. Five seven five five eight five four. You're right. We shouldn't be conversing, should we? That's that's not how a podcast works. Here, let let's do podcasting the right way for a minute. <laughs> you okay? That's lots of dead silence, dead air. But this is what irritated five seven yeah, five we, five eight five four wants apparently. But we don't care about irritated and all their numbers is opinion. <laughs> their numbers is only in as much as I can tell them to kindly fuck the fuck off. <laughs> this one is from I T. So how many how many total one star reviews do we have? Three. We have two one stars, a two star, and a direct message thread. Oh, okay, nice. So this is another one star. It's titled. Unbearable <laughs> by Tehaklefo. I don't know. T E sure. Tehaklefo. Tehaklefo. Anyway, worst podcast I've ever encountered. <laughs> Topics and research are good, but the hey, that's two in a row. But the female host is horrible. Constantly interrupts the other host and can't seem to stay on topic. She just makes it too hard to listen to. She makes it too hard. That's what she said. Ha ha. No. Well, first of all, I will what, say... What message would you like for uh, Tejum or whoever? Tehaklefo. Um, once they learn how to use a keyboard or actually spell words. Yeah. Um, my first thing is that there's a giant red flag in your um, review, which is to say the female host. I don't know if you noticed, if you listen to any of our podcasts, I... We introduce ourselves within the first 10 seconds of every fucking episode. And you can't be bothered to name me. Instead, I am the female host and you are the other host. So One time I was the dude. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So if you can't be bothered, my friend, to learn our names to insult us to our face, then we can't be bothered to give two flying fucks about whatever the fuck you fucking think. Thank you kindly. Now on to the two-star review. On to the two-star. But both one-star reviews said we had good research, so there you go. Silver lining. That's what. That's a problem. These people seem to think they're, like, ran somehow complimenting us. Um, this one is entitled, Did these two just agree Boston isn't the capital of Massachusetts? <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. I will grant you that. <clears throat> this is from Hey Coit 8 Mupita. Okay. Okay, so. I enjoy this subject matter, but have serious doubts on the accuracy of what they're presenting when they so confidently agreed that Boston isn't Massachusetts' capital. Well, now this this I take very seriously. Because this, you know, doubting the accuracy of our podcast, I mean, that just goes to the integ- our journalistic integrity. <laughs> I mean, this could be, this is an embarrassment. What about all our journal articles I know, the, and our peer-reviewed studies? Yeah, the, uh, the pillars are, they're starting to be removed one by one. I mean, we are going to The foundation's to be, going away. We are going to be ousted of podcasting academia. Is, is this the same person that said um, they actually had to look it up No, to that was sure. somebody else. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what episode they're referring to. But I remember saying it. I remember I, doing it. I, all I can think of is I must have been thinking of Illinois, like Springfield, yeah, Illinois. Yeah, we've already been over but this. But anyway, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Boston is the capital of Massachusetts, yes. 
Yeah. It's basically the capital of uh, the Northeast. But what I love is they have serious doubts about our accuracy. I'm sorry, you're listening to an amateur podcast. Yeah, this isn't, this isn't Are CNN. Are you citing us in your research for something? <laughs> CNN also has serious doubts of wow. their credibility. Yeah. But, and they, but they have like a whole army of people to do reporting. Mm-hmm. We have each other. There's two people. Part-time. Part-time. <laughs> We're volunteers, fucker. Look fat. <laughs> what? Look fat? That's what Joe Biden said to somebody one time. Look fat? <laughs> yes. Was it a fat person? Was it, it was. a large person? It was one of God. It was one of the several dozen people he's cursed out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look uh, fat. Look fat. <laughs> and then finally. Oh, this is going to be a giggly one until the pandemic. There uh so there's a so a DM review. yeah okay. in from Instagram oh, right I'm not gonna name the person because it's their name sure so their their username is their name so hi I'm name no no hi no greeting no, literally I'm this just... is what the this is what the the message said less arguing and more time focused on the content and being prepared would make your podcast much better. <laughs> Is that a teacher? Is that like a professor, 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 or something? All I know is that this person's Instagram photo is them in a wedding dress, posing like they're Ms. Thing. Yeah, but that's what the wedding dress photo is supposed to be like. I didn't do that. I, I understand. Yeah, I'm saying if you did, it's yeah, all but, silliness. But, but I don't get that at all. But anyway, um, so that and like no greeting, no hey, but no. <laughs> Nope, just straight into it. So there were two routes I could go, right? One is like, fuck you, goodbye, or ignore. Um, and the other was to try and take the high road while still telling them to fuck off. So that's what I chose. <clears throat> okay, thanks for the feedback. We enjoy doing our podcast our way and not worrying about how it's perceived. We don't play ads or ask for donations, and this is 100% a hobby for us. So we don't really have a desire to change in order to create a result others suggest. <laughs> Am I right that that's a good fuck you without being a fuck you? Yes, it is. Okay. They responded. Okay. Fair. Well, that's right, because this is a direct message. Yes, so this yes, is the first uh-huh. uh, review we've been able yes, to respond to. Yes, you're right. Fair, but just thought it's worth sharing as it doesn't make it enjoyable, which I think is a shame because it has potential to become a very popular and enjoyable podcast. I said, yeah, we're cool not being popular. We have listeners who find us enjoyable. I get it. We're not for everyone. That's cool. They responded, ha ha. (laughs) And that was the end of the exchange. Ha ha. Ha ha. So I do have a problem with people giving, quote, helpful feedback so we can be, quote, more popular and, quote, a good podcast. Um... Yeah, that's called concern trolling, hidden as, like, like you're pretending that you care and you're giving helpful feedback, you're really just being an asshole. <laughs> like, you're being an asshole. You really are. When you're like, you could be better if, and I will say what I always say, well, why don't you go ahead and do it better than we do it? Yeah, exactly. Let, let me see. Yeah. As long as I can give helpful pe- feedback, too. Well, my thing is, I mean, it's so easy to do. Easiest thing in the world, mm-hmm. week after week, with full-time jobs and other things going on. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned that I'm in two bands, the music director of one, 
whose drummer just quit. Yeah. Um, I, I may have mentioned I'm in the middle of tax season and a small <laughs> business owner myself. Um, so all of these people... <laughs> Need to figure out what it is that's missing in their lives. <laughs> that they feel this feedback is necessary to give. Because all it's doing is revealing their own insecurities. That they think people are going to give two shits about what they think. Maybe they just want to feel important right now. You know? Well, that's the whole point of social media is to feel important. To put yourself out there and say things. Yeah, and... the reviews aren't social media. No, I understand. This was a direct message for, versus an actual. So I just would encourage people to think twice before giving helpful feedback. <laughs> when people want helpful feedback, Actually, they will ask for helpful feedback. Or if you want to give us helpful feedback, literally just send us send us a script. Which is what so many of our <laughs> listeners have been doing. So let's... So thank you very let's much. Let's turn the corner now... And I really do want to thank everybody because we've been getting several scripts, which is fantastic because we're going to need them. Yes, we are. <laughs> to work through the next few weeks, which is fantastic. Um, and maybe to stock up before I go to the UK, but we're not entirely sure because it's a if May that's trip. Even happening. Yeah. It'll be rescheduled if not, but I'm a little bummed about that. I but would say at the moment it doesn't look very good. I agree. It doesn't look great. Yeah. It doesn't look great. Um, but we have alternate travel dates, and we'll we figure do. it out. Yeah. We do? Yeah. <laughs> You're not going. I might. Who knows? <laughs> I'm certainly not going now. <laughs> well, um, so, speaking of listener research and a listener script, that's what we're doing today. Yes. Yes. So, many applause are due to Rachel. Not this Rachel, another Rachel. Nice. I don't want to give out people's full names. I believe her last initial was R. Okay. And I also think that <laughs> calling people by their whole first name and their, their last initial sounds like middle school or it elementary does. school. Caden G said to Caden K. And <laughs> in in that uh, sounds like middle school currently with people named Caden. Well, that's what I mean. It, <laughs> I when know. I was a kid, it was Amber and oh, God, Sarah yeah. and Katie. Mm-hmm. Katie is still, I mean, I I think a pretty yeah. popular girl's name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, but Heather. anyway, yeah, I grew, back I grew, up, a, grew mm-hmm. up with a lot of Heathers mm-hmm. back in the day, and we had the, mo- the movie Heathers. That's right, fantastic movie. <laughs> you know, I still don't think I've ever seen that movie. Really, I've it's seen a... bits and pieces on like TBS. It's one of those day. movies that is like so bonkers, but at the end of it, you're like, "That was a really good movie." Huh. That's cool. Um, so Rachel, thank you so much. This is fantastic, and it also kind of falls in. With, so people have suggested that we do pan, a pandemic right now. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I kind of feel like it's a little like we don't need to be feet. Well, it's it could go a couple ways, right? One is to put things in historical perspective. That's that's why I feel it is necessary to do one. Yeah, like we're not gonna keep. We're not gonna. It's not gonna be pandemic week here on <laughs> yeah. all that. We're not gonna keep coming out with them. Right. But I think it's important to go into at least one. Okay. Well, this one's a sidestep into one a little bit. Yeah, but it did affect a lot of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there oh, was a yes. and there was a scare for a little bit. Do you know the story? Uh, maybe. <laughs> you just speak so confidently to how people yeah. react. Yes. I'm like, do you know Absolutely. what this is? Well, I know Americans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, you're correct that this is an American disaster. Mm-hmm. So this is the, but it has a fun twist. So ready for this? This is the 
Jack in the Box, E. coli oh, disaster. Okay. Yes, I, yes, I do know this. Do you remember this? this? Yes, I oh, do. Okay, I yep. do not at all. Um, but I would have been pretty young at the time. But because <laughs> I, I just remember it. thinking that um, I had never eaten at one, so I was okay. <laughs> have you eaten in one since? The only one we ever did was in Nashville. Remember? Oh when yes, we went, I do. You when were we went so to the excited. Bills game, I you was were excited. so excited to go to a Jack in the Box. Yes. Thankfully, it didn't come with E. coli. <laughs> <laughs> now with E. coli. Now with E. coli. So uh, Rachel gave a really great introductory sentence. This is a shitty one, literally. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> We're talking about. I might be thinking of something else. I thought there was a there's recent. There's a lot of yeah. different. No, this is back in the '90s. There's oh, a, maybe. Okay, maybe. There's been a lot of throughout Listeria and you know all these. I want to say in like the early 2010s there was an E. coli thing going oh, on. Oh, I too. think. E. coli happens not yeah, infrequently. something that probably just never goes away, really. Yeah. yeah. On January 18th, 1993, the Washington oh, State... Two days after my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Stop interrupting us. You're making all the one-star reviewers. <laughs> Come out of the fucking woodwork. Go back to the fucking word, woodwork. 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 Um, so on January 18th, 1993, the Washington State Health Department... And Jack in the Box president, oh, oh, sorry, this is what happens when I don't pre-read something. The Washington State Health Department and Jack in the Box president, Robert Nugent. (laughs) Like there's a country called Jack in the Box, (laughs) somebody's president of it. (laughs) Issued a multi-state recall of hamburger patties from Jack in the Box restaurants. Hamburger patties contaminated with E. coli infected over 700 people across California, Idaho, Washington State, and Nevada. Sadly, most of the victims were under 10 years old. Mm. Of the over 700 infected, 178 people were permanently injured due to brain or kidney damage, and four children died. Damn. It is estimated that Jack in the Box lost approximately $160 million in the whole ordeal. Holy Christ. Uh, and that's... 40 mil a kid? And that's uh, 27 years ago. That's true. $160 million. That's so. yeah. yeah. That's true. So I, I did not... I'm not even sure I knew that E. coli... Yeah, I guess I knew that it could kill you. I didn't know it could like brain, brain damage I, you. I and did not give know you, that. Yeah, no. That's awful. So what is E. coli? The E in E. coli stands for, this is one, it's a problem that I didn't pre-read it, Escherichia? Sure. Or Escherichia? I I have a feeling they're pronounced like K's. I'm sorry, I did not Google pronunciate this. Judges? Yes. Okay. Uh, Which I will leave up to you guys to figure out how to pronounce. Oh, here we go. Thanks, (laughs) Rachel. Have fun. (laughs) This is so fun. Can I see it? Yeah. It's like reading a letter. Wow, that is really tough. There's yeah. there's a lot of consonants in there. Um, Escher, Escher, Escherichia. Maybe. Escherichia. Maybe. <laughs> Escherichia. Judges. <laughs> they're uh, all they're acceptable. Thumbs, thumbs down. Oh on that no. One, I think. That's why they just call it E. coli. <laughs> yeah, no shit. They're like, we're not going to make people even try to pronounce this. <laughs> e. coli is a bacterium. Nice use of the word bacterium. That naturally lives in our intestines. Oh, good. We are all sitting around with it, just like festering in our guts. Most strains are harmless and are part of a healthy gut microbiome. Oh, okay. There are some strains, however, that can be detrimental to human health, including strain 0157H7. 
Okay. One of the ways that this strain differs from others is that it's a Sheikah toxin-producing E. coli, or STEC, S-T-E-C. Other STEC strains exist, although the O157 strain is the most common. Sheikah toxin, toxin <laughs> try saying that three times. Sheikah toxin. Sheikah toxin is a bacterial toxin that basically just fucks shit up. I like Rachel's style. Nice. Depending on the type, it can halt protein synthesis, cause inflammation, and can trigger apoptosis, <laughs> which means cell death. So that's not good. That's not good at all. To my understanding, Rachel's understanding, which is not me referring to myself in the third person, <laughs> stack pathogenesis is still being debated. Huh. Sorry. <laughs> literally like reacting to every sentence well, <laughs> like a you're lot... like wow isn't that interesting <laughs> <laughs> while there is a lot scientists know about its mechanism in the body there's still a lot to find out too because of this I don't want what I'm presenting to come off as proven fact more of a current understanding of the topic which is fair this is what I gathered from various research articles though I'm sure that they uncover more information every day Although I would guess right about this time, they're not working too hard on figuring out E. coli as they are other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one's probably always, uh, not on the back burner, that one's just probably always around. Yeah. You know, like, well, <laughs> well, we'll get to that one. Jim, sorry, you're on E. coli yeah, duty today. <laughs> and the first first rule of E. coli is you have to be able to pronounce the E in E. coli. <laughs> From now on, when I mention E. coli, I'm specifically referring to this strain. I just don't want to keep typing the whole thing out. Thank you. I don't want to keep saying the whole thing, so that's perfect. The toxin produced directly damages the mucosal or the innermost lining of the intestine. This can lead to perforation of the intestine and ne- intestine and necrosis, which is a cause of bloody stools. The toxin can even make it into your bloodstream and travel to the kidneys, causing inflammation and kidney failure. So I guess that's how the kidney damage Kidney happens. failure is bad. Very bad. If the toxin damages your blood vessels, small clots can form, which can damage your red blood cells. And this is called hemolytic anemia. Hey, I did pretty good at that. That was a good one. Hemolytic anemia. <laughs> oh, and thrombocyto- thrombocytopenia. Wow. Okay. Which is low blood platelets. I'm not, yeah. And kidney failure due to the small clots damaging the small blood vessels in the kidneys form the triad of symptoms known as hemolytic uremic syndrome, or HUS. Okay. Which results from a severe E. coli infection. I feel like when our listeners do research, we get so much more intelligent information. Yes. Stop being so smart. <laughs> literally dumb it down 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 remember one of my primary sources is uh reddit's explain like i'm five (laughs) no i followed that no i I did do kind of except for the words so hus uh can be caused by other things as a syndrome is just a collection of symptoms fair enough but this strain of e coli is the most common cause HUS and the other conditions caused by it was responsible for many of the deaths and permanent injuries associated with the outbreak. So the bacteria caused this syndrome, which caused the damage to people's bodies, especially kidneys. The more common symptoms of an E. coli infection include bloody diarrhea, as previously mentioned, abdominal pain, tenderness and cramping, and nausea and vomiting. uh, It's just awful. Symptoms of infection usually begin two to four days after exposure, though this and the symptom severity can vary a good amount. 
Children are much more susceptible to E. coli bacteria than healthy adults, which is why the majority of patients seen in that this outbreak sense. were kids. Yeah, and their immune systems are different too. So, well, this is going to sound like like just about every other thing, including COVID, right? Children's immune systems generally are not as strong as adults, and pregnant women, elderly, and immunocompromised people are also more at risk. Yeah. Another reason for this is that human-to-human transmission of E. coli is through the oral-fecal route, which is unfortunately, just like it sounds, getting tiny little particles of poop in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just like uh, tiny little particles of poop. Since children like to touch things and put stuff in their mouths, Mm. they're more likely to experience human-to-human transmission. I'm so glad we don't have one of those. I agree. (laughs) You mean kid? Yes. Yes. Like I speak of them like they're like some creature. Yeah. That's sometimes how I view them. If you're just gonna touch random shit and put it in your mouth, in this case, literally. Right. Yeah. Touch shit and put it in your mouth. Yes. <laughs> Transmission can also occur through fecal contaminated water. Yeah, that's I know that that's that can happen in like widespread outbreaks. I know. Happens. Uh, that kind of stuff also is very common to happen on battlefields with all the dead as well because mm-hmm. usually when yeah. you die you shit yourself apparently mm-hmm. so yeah that's what they say yeah um another another scary thing about e coli is that it barely takes any bacterium to get an infection and victims of e coli can continue to spread the illness for two weeks after they get better wow yeah probably maybe because your body fights back against it but it's still in your body i don't know We don't science very well. Yeah. (laughs) So views on E. coli before the outbreak. Today, I think most people are aware of what E. coli is and the general symptoms of gastrointestinal illness that it can cause. Yeah, like food poisoning Mm -hmm. or, yeah. Because there have been several since this one. Mm -hmm. Before this outbreak, though, it wasn't nearly as common of knowledge and it especially wasn't usually thought of as a foodborne illness. That makes sense because if there's like the fecal oral route, right? Well, it's where like does how, food come yeah. In? yeah. When most people thought of foodborne illnesses, they thought of salmonella and mm-hmm. chicken. I remember that. I remember my parents telling me about that when I was pretty young, like cooking. You know, sure. like learning how to cook or whatever. It's like you need to cook chicken all the way through. And there's some really awful people who talk about like, oh, I like medium rare chicken. No. No, 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 no. I remember one time, this is in my waiting waiting tables days, this kid who was probably, I don't know, I'm guessing 15 or 16, I could tell he was on a date with his other little 15 or 16 year old, and he orders some chicken plate, and he's like, he's like, I'd like that medium, and I'm like, <laughs> no, and I had to tell him, I was like, I was like, it's chicken, I was like, we'll cook it to temperature. How did he react? <laughs> he was just kind of like, I wasn't, because I, I knew what he was trying, he was, he was trying, trying to be fancy. Right. Oh, poor thing. In front thing. of his little date, and I was just like, it's, it's chicken. Like, like it'll, you, that doesn't, it, you don't give me, you don't give me a temperature for chicken. <laughs> Did you mean to order a steak? He might have. Yeah. I think I, I might have asked him that, but no, he was like, he was just trying to be, he you know. Trying to show off. He was a little bit. I thought it, it was fine. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this was one of the reasons this outbreak was so shocking. The fact that it was caused by consumption of red meat. E. coli was also believed to mostly occur in the summer. This is partially true. Incidence of E. coli infection is higher in the summer months, but we now know that it can just as easily occur any month of the year. Many people, when they thought of E. coli infection, recognized it in association with public swimming pools. Even in recent years, there have been outbreaks of E. coli from public pools and water parks. 
another reason to avoid them. I couldn't. <laughs> it's like human especially, soup. Especially Action Park. Yeah, <laughs> well, that for other for plenty of reasons. Even in recent years, uh, sorry, about to reread a sentence. So does that mean we're not going to a water park anytime soon? You know, I'm not a big fan of swimming pools and water parks, right? I do, but I, I but I, it'd look really creepy if I went by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should take the kids, the, the nieces and nephews. That's nephews. true. They'll yeah. be here soon. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't find data on how common it was for outbreaks caused by public waters to occur, but enough to cause concern for sure. I have to imagine that they haven't always nuked pools with chemicals like they do now, so maybe E. coli in pools was a much bigger concern a few decades ago. Yeah, probably. And here's another reason that I don't love public (laughs) pools and water things. This is a poop disease. Mm Mm-hmm. And that happens in Mm, water. It's really gross. Okay, the strange thing... (laughs) is that McDonald's actually had an E. coli outbreak in 1982 with the same steck strain in their hamburger patties. This was the first time that they linked this particular strain to an outbreak. 47 people were infected, but from what I could read, there was no deaths associated with this outbreak. I'm guessing this combined with some casual sweeping under the rug is why it wasn't very publicized. The fucked up thing is that maybe if this outbreak got some goddamn attention and actually changed something, a bunch of kids wouldn't have had to die or have permanent health damage a decade later for the same reason. Hmm. Uh, We can only hope. Well, anyways, on to the Jack in the Box outbreak, which is just, I just am picturing somebody with like a little Jack in the Box. I know. And and then a virus flies out, pops out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Just E. E. coli. coli. (laughs) The other thing I've had stuck in my head, I said that before, is uh, E. coli. That's what I kept thinking of, too. I think I've (laughs) thought of that before. I think we've talked about that before. (laughs) Probably. All right. How the fuck did this happen? On January twelfth, well, yes, apparently, on January twelfth, nineteen ninety-three, a pediatric gastroenterologist noticed an increased number of cases in the emergency department of the children of children, HUS. Okay. Uh, maybe what? an increased number of HUS oh, cases okay. Okay. in the emergency department in children. He notified the Washington State Department of Health and had an investigation into the and an investigation into the cause began. Within a week, officials were able to trace the source of these emergency department visits to E. coli and Jack in the Box hamburgers. That's that's pretty swift detective work, but that's good. Yeah, they is. needed to. Well, it might have been the same people who were on the McDonald's case. Well, no, because it's happening in a different state, but they might have been aware of, you know, an outbreak happening before a new kind of maybe a protocol. Well, and I imagine it kind of works similar to epidemiology. It's like, okay, what do these people have in common? And probably, especially with gastrointestinal issues, they probably um, ask about what you ate a lot. So, um. They determined this by... In- oh, <laughs> she's going to go ahead and tell us exactly what we were speculating about. <laughs> ah, pre-read, Rachel. They, I'm, m- me, Rachel, not her, Rachel. Not you, Rachel. Uh, no, you, Rachel, are doing great. Yeah. Me, Rachel, not so much. They determined this by interviewing patients and families and doing bacteria cultures of uncooked hamburger patties. Ugh. By observing cooking methods... I would methods, not want to see what that culture uh, looks like. Uh, <laughs> by observing cooking methods, they determined that the hamburgers were not always being cooked long enough to kill E. coli bacteria. This Should this also be where I um, mention that I'm about to come up on my 10th anniversary and that no vegans were harmed That's in true. this E. coli and, outbreak? And also, I'm also thinking, like, the 
whatever they're cooking them on. Like, how are they not constantly at 350 degrees? Like, just... Well, it's not It's not necessarily that the, the cooking temp, like the temp of the surface wasn't right. It's that they weren't giving them long enough to cook. Sure. So if they but were usually, trying to, you know, pump out a bunch of hamburgers, I guess, could but, see that. But usually, well, I guess if people, if they were just doing them too quick, which yeah. is what it probably sounded like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it is fast food, after yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And you can see where maybe people were, and Watch will speculate, and then she'll go through all this. <laughs> um, but, uh, it, like, maybe people were being pressured to, I mean, if it is fast food and there are lines and stuff, being pressured to pump out the food a lot faster. I did see on Hell's Kitchen one time a guy trying to get out um, chicken that wasn't quite cooked. <sighs> and he was doing, and and instead of Gordon Ramsay, like, going off on him, he got like really earnest with him, and he was like, "He was like, you could have killed somebody." Yeah, like it's, you could poison somebody. Yeah, uh-huh. and obviously he did not make it to the next show, as, <laughs> wow. he, as he shouldn't have. And actually, yeah. he should not ever cook ever again, in my opinion. Yeah, if he didn't learn his lesson, that's for sure. Wow, wow. I'm going to knowingly serve undercooked mm. chicken. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, one of the chefs I fo- I follow, you know, all the top chef people and. Food Network people or whatever on uh, Instagram. And I think it was Alex Gornichelli, but I could be wrong. At any rate, one of them said, uh, you know, uh, because a lot of people right now aren't going out much Mm -hmm. and cooking at home, they're like, if you're not used to cooking at home a lot, like if you're someone who eats out a lot normally. Here's some tips. Yep. And one of them was food safety. Mm -hmm. And they're like, so make sure you cook things through. Always and always a flat edge, people, when you're cutting. Flat edge. Flat edge. Like meaning, like, make sure when you're cutting down, oh, the edge oh, you're cutting a, down is always not a, flat. Like a round carrot or yes. something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of people cut themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so health inspectors hypothesize the primary source of the infection to be the, quote, monster burger, end quote. <laughs> the burger was... Well, a this sp- one turned out to be, <laughs> yeah. sad, sadly. Yeah. This burger was a special promotion sold at a low cost and had the unfortunate slogan, so good it's scary. One speculation is that due to the special promotion, the restaurants, okay, she really does explain it. The restaurants were experiencing increased demand and were cooking the burgers for less time to keep up with the customers. Exactly. We should have just waited, just waited. We knew (laughs) she was going to get to it. See, this is why I enjoy speculating because sometimes you're right. (laughs) Although the issue... Yes. Uh-oh. That, that came just, out, just of, literally out, of out of nowhere. I could not stop that yawn. Now, everybody, now how many people just yawned at home or in the car, I wonder? <laughs> yeah, that's a good experiment. Although the issue may have had more to do with the current FDA guidelines surrounding meat and compliance to those standards. Yeah, it could have been just an overall food safety issue, too. The federal standard for cooking beef was to reach an internal temperature of 140 degrees Fahrenheit, 60 degrees Celsius. Love it. Love that our listeners know. Put the conversions. But the Washington State standard was 155 degrees Fahrenheit or 68 degrees Celsius. So higher mm-hmm. than the federal minimum. Jack in the Box followed the federal guidelines even in the state of Washington, which they shouldn't because they're in the state of Washington. According to the CDC, <coughs> it's pollen, people, I promise. It's just the pollen. Oh, yeah, that's right. It started is. already. Yes. Uh, beef should be cooked 
to at least 145 degrees Fahrenheit or 62.6 degrees Celsius to protect against E. coli. So if they had followed the Washington state guidelines, it could have been prevented at least in that state. The CDC also traced the source back to five potential slaughterhouses that Mm. may have supplied the contaminated beef. Mm. Now, as previously mentioned, McDonald's had an outbreak of E. coli 10 years earlier, but they managed to sweep it under the rug. And because of this, many people did realize that E. coli infection could be caused by undercooked beef. Before this, E. coli... Maybe people did realize. Maybe many people didn't realize it. Okay. What did she write? Did. Okay. But I'm thinking that maybe she meant didn't realize it because they had swept it under the rug. Okay. Anyway, before this, E. coli infection was usually associated with public swimming areas. Jesse, stop eating the script. <laughs> literally tore a chunk <laughs> out of it. <laughs> if anybody uh, wants Rachel R's half-eaten script, it's, it's got uh, it's got <laughs> Jesse's teeth bites in it. Yes, yeah, so he tore off a piece of the page. That might be a popular one. <laughs> yeah. Despite the lack of knowledge, Robert Nugent the aforementioned president of Jack in the Box, put a stop to production of burgers in all affected areas immediately after hearing that their burgers were likely responsible for the outbreak. So that's good. That's a responsible thing to do. Yep. Although the contamination doesn't stop there. As mentioned before, people can remain infectious for two weeks after symptoms subside, and human-to-human transmission was commonplace in places like daycares or schools. Children are just little petri dishes of germs. Yes, they are. Yeah. Uh, Little shits. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't say that because, I mean, four children die in this. Exactly. So, but yes. The outbreak occurred just after President Clinton's inauguration. So this was the first major incident he he dealt with. There's probably a lot more to go into here, but I'm tired. Rachel, (laughs) boy, do I feel ya. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess he groped an investigator here or there during this whole thing. He what? Groped and invested. Well, possibly, yeah. This is Hansy Clinton we're talking about. Yes, it is. (laughs) Much like Hansy Biden, who just can't help but, like, be very rough and inappropriate with people. Just be... His is just a level of creepiness. It is creepy. I I, I don't even think he means it. He's just, like, naturally inappropriate. I mean, I don't think he's as creepy as Donald Trump, but it's, it's pretty close sometimes. They're creepy in different ways. Yes, they are. They're different creepy. And, and different creepy. And, and Bill Clanton. Bill Clanton. Bill Clanton. <laughs> I'm not sure who that Bill is. Bill Clanton. <laughs> but Bill Clinton was also pretty creepy, but in a more suave kind of way, I think. He was sleazy. Yeah. Slimy. He was like a American Psycho kind of creepy. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, did you re- I need to return the videotapes. Okay. Anyway. I, I never saw American Psycho. Oh, okay. Mm. It's an on-running gag in that movie. Oh, okay. I need to return some videotapes. Should we get back to the story? Maybe, I guess. (laughs) Nugent also pointed out that Jack in the Box wasn't entirely to blame. The CDC traced the contamination to five slaughterhouses where all the parties that caused E. coli had come... Where all the patties... All the parties... All the The party patties. patties. Well, this is the Monster Burger. Yeah. Yeah, it's the party patties. That caused E. coli had come from. But then here's the problem. If you're a business and your supplier is supplying you with something dangerous, you don't then get to just point the finger of blame at the supplier. The whole point is that you are supposed to also be doing quality assurance to ensure Mm -hmm. that your supply is safe. So, yeah. And maybe they were and it just got past them. I mean, that that could be as well. 
However, this doesn't change the fact that E. coli can easily be avoided by cooking meat to the proper temperature, as were the guidelines in Washington state. In response to the devastation, Jack in the Box hired a food safety scientist to help them develop a safe way to prepare and cook their burgers to avoid anything like this ever happening again. So it sounds like their response was actually pretty good. It's, it's kind of surprising, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. we generally expect, <clears throat> excuse me, expect a response from a, a corporation to be sweeping under the rug. Yeah. Like, Ma- like McDonald's. There you go. So the consequences of this outbreak. The first death was six-year-old Lauren Rudolph from Southern California, who died on December 28th, 1992. Lauren was tied oh, wow, to this outbreak just after, after Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Two-year-old Michael Knoll from Tacoma, Washington, two years old, mm-hmm. died on January 22nd, 1993 from heart failure. This was caused by the E. coli infection and subsequent kidney failure. Two-year-old Selena Shribs of Mount Lake Terrace, Washington, died on January 28th, 1993. She was infected via contact transmission with another child who had the infection. Mm. That's awful. Hopefully that kid never learned that they were the one who passed it on to her. Probably. Well, probably so, because that means that they had it. So, yeah, but if they were little when it happened, I would hope their parents would just never really tell yeah, them Yeah, I, I guess. Because that would... 17-month-old Riley Detweiler from Bellingham, Washington, died on February 20th, 1993, via secondary transmission of E. coli, so the same way as Selena. So they all died rel- relatively close to each other within a within couple a of month. m- couple months of each other. Yeah, a couple months, you're right. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about four year four years old and younger. Si- no, six. The oh, first six. six. Oh, okay. Then two two-year-olds two and one under two. The six-year-old yeah. was the oldest, and then they were all two or under. So That's, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, it is. Sadly, Riley was infected by another child in daycare. The other child spent two days in daycare while the laboratory was processing the lab results from their E. coli test. Allegedly, the mother of the boy suspected E. coli but didn't say anything until the lab results came back because she was worried he wouldn't be allowed in daycare. Not even going to comment on that. So, (laughs) she's not. (laughs) But here's the thing. Like, I get it. The other side of it is also, well, if she couldn't afford afford to not work like well that's what it sounds uh, yeah, like yeah and needed him to be in daycare plus daycare people is not do cheap things. either no no it's not so geez people doing desperate things mm. hearing a lot of that lately yeah to make matters worse the boy who infected riley ate a jack-in-the-box all the time at jack-in-the-box all the time because his parents worked there while riley had never even had a hamburger in his life oh Jack in the Box lost approximately $160 million in reduced sales, legal costs, and the cost of recalling all hamburger meat. One family received $15 million after their child was permanently brain damaged by the E. coli infection. Ugh. Stockholders also sued due to adverse publicity and court costs. Okay, shareholders can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I have a hard time sympathizing with the stockholders when children have died, but whatever. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> I mean, well, um, <clears throat> this book I read recently called The Divide, which is excellent book. You should get it. Whom is it by? Uh, it's by Matt Taibbi, uh, who is a, he, mainly a writer for Rolling Stone. Um, but it's very depressing, but it goes into um, cases like this where mm. um, stockholders have sued over, 
you know poor it, performance of stock that, or whatever, and it's or just company performance and stuff. the lengths that some people will go to yeah to get when they and i'm not talking about people who i've got ten thousand dollars I lost $3,000 and need to get it back. I'm talking about people who already have oh, yeah. tens of millions of dollars. Well, those are the people who care the most about it. Yeah. Yeah. Money is it's, bad it's, for people. It's disgusting. Money is bad for people. Money is bad for people. Too much money is bad but for there people. There you go. That that you're, you're right. That is a better statement. So if there was a silver lining in all of this, it would be the changes that were made to food safety standards. This outbreak revolutionized food safety regulations surrounding meat. E. coli strain 0157H7 was upgraded to a reportable disease in all state health departments so that they can effectively track outbreaks and respond faster. The FDA increased the recommended internal temperature of cooked patties from 140 to 155 degrees Fahrenheit, so 60 to 68 Celsius. The USDA introduced safe food handling labels for packaged raw meat and poultry in stores and an educational campaign to alert consumers about the risks of undercooked burgers. Unsurprisingly, the beef industry wasn't thrilled about this. Yeah, there's plenty wrong with the beef industry. Like like you want us to actually cook the meat so that it doesn't kill people? (laughs) You know know how difficult it's going to be? I think it's. I think they were more, probably more concerned of bad publicity, like that it could oh, be dangerous com- if I completely what yeah. it was. Plus, this is the uh, this is the early nineties. Mm-hmm. This is happening in, so diet and that kind of thing is just kind of starting to be in the public eye. It really is. That kind of started yeah. in the eighties with fitness and this and that, and like sort of the wellness industry right. is starting to blossom. By now, I mean kids that grow up today know all about or know all about i don't know whether they practice it or not i think there's a general more awareness of food nutrition nowadays yeah, but back uh-huh. back in the early 90s yeah. not really yeah. so much yeah yeah we we're still learning about like the food pyramid and stuff back then and also um the older generations of people didn't grow up on fast food right you know, mm-hmm. they grew up cooking and stuff like yeah. that but by the time I was born, mm-hmm. you know, people my age and around my age, like we were fast food was just something you had. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no. You, you still do. I do. <laughs> I, I, I just get my little frozen meals delivered. Yes. Your little, <laughs> just for tech. Your, your little sad meals. My sad little frozen meals just for tax season, though. Food Safety Inspection Services, FSIS, introduced introduced testing methods and procedures for this strain of E. coli, and this makes outbreaks easier to track. Jack in the Box changed their food safety priority operations, which set a new higher standard for fast food industry. I can't remember which article quoted this, but higher standard and fast food industry do not fit in the same sentence. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is starting to change, though. I think that's changed. Over the years, I I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Not probably not at all. Then they're like, yeah, they're like, right. Pe- people have no idea what we're putting in this yeah. shit, and they don't really. Yeah, but I think nowadays that's changed a little bit too. Uh, Stop foodborne illness, which stands for Safe Tables, our priority. <laughs> they're reaching a little with that's, that one. That's a bit that's of a stop, reach. But uh, I, I'm illness. impressed that they could come up with an acronym yeah. for that though. <laughs> that reminds me of Crymade. Um, Michael Scott in the I probably mentioned him every episode now in the office uh, when uh, the somebody robbed the office and he decided to have a fundraiser pretending he had Bruce Springsteen tickets to give away anyway. Um, 
I, I don't know that episode. He, he uh, decided that they would have a fundraiser and call it Crime Aid, right? And he, <laughs> As an aiding crime. Uh, well, <laughs> and, and he came like. up with a, a whole acronym and is like, crime reduces something, makes everyone sad, I declare, or something like that. It was this really, really ridiculous acronym at any rate. So Stop Foodborne Illness was started by some of the parents of the victims to prevent more outbreaks of foodborne illnesses by advocating for public policy, spreading awareness, and assisting those impacted by foodborne illness. It also raised awareness for acronyms that make it clear that they had just started with the word they wanted to create and then just worked backwards to find words with the first letter that could make that happen. Uh, This person knows us. Rachel just is on our lifeline completely. Organization is great. Acronym is a reach at best. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly what we said. I love that she's probably listening to this being like, I was just about about to say say that. that. (laughs) Riley's father, Dr. Darren Detweiler, later served as a regulatory policy advisor for the USDA. He also became a professor of food policy and director of regulatory affairs of food and food industry at Northeastern University. Basically, he dedicated his life to rectifying his son's death, which is both admirable and heartbreaking. It is. Yeah. And that is the story. Well told by Rachel. Absolutely. Not me, Rachel. Her Rachel. Her Rachel. <laughs> by her Rachel of the Jack in the Box E. coli outbreak. Yeah. And it obviously this, this did not become a nationwide or worldwide thing, which is what mm-hmm. we're dealing with now. But yeah. I mean, these these things happen. Yeah, they do. And so. And and that's that's kind of the main thing. I, I feel that that's, that's what I find oddly comforting about talking about all these disasters to me is to just keep things in perspective, mm-hmm. right? Shit has happened forever and will continue to forever. And just understanding that things we're going through aren't unique. No, not like, at all. It is helpful. There's, it helps me anyway. There's... Pretty much anything we go through nowadays, there's a historical precedent mm-hmm. for it. I mean, there really is. Yeah. Well, that's even... Um, so, I always think of, like, two Bible verses, just because I was raised evangelical, so I, of course, have all that stuff still in my head. Some of which I think is wise and accurate. Sure. Um, and one of the things is... What was it? Ecclesiastes or something, but there's a... it's It's sort of like a poetry of, like someone who's just slightly fed up with the world. And one of the things that he says, so this is in the Bible, um, that, uh, what? <laughs> I can't pick up on that. I don't know. All the, on, the, on Ecclesiastes. For some reason, all I can think of is the bird song, um, to everything there is a, a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. Anyway, that comes from Ecclesiastes. But, um, and then that's me. I'm my ADD is, is that the, is in. that the turn song? Yes, turn, turn, yeah, that's turn. What I thought. Yeah, okay. yeah, to everything, turn, turn, turn. There is a season, turn, turn, and if you are a hippie in the 1960s, that was a great song. It was. Dun, 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 dun. Well, what I loved is there was an episode of Grey's Anatomy. I could where fall they were... asleep standing up if I was listening to that song. <laughs> there was a <laughs> there was an episode of Grey's Anatomy where they were at a funeral and the priest or whatever was quoting Ecclesiastes and they were mocking him for quoting a bird song. 
Oh, and okay. it's like, I, I yeah, would, that that's scripture. Like you're, you're being a dick. <laughs> you were one of ten people that understood that. You? Were. No, I think anybody, anybody does. <laughs> oh, there there is nothing new under the sun. That's what I was thinking of. That comes from Ecclesiastes, I okay. believe. And it, I could be getting. No, I think I'm getting it mixed up with Ephesians. It's Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes is an Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Judges, Ruth, First Ecclesiastes. It's Ecclesiastes. Okay. I'm going through the books of the Old I, Testament. That's what I figured, but it was kind yep. of weird. <laughs> Did you think I was just tripping there for a second? Um, I was malfunctioning from tax season. I, I mean, that's that's always a possibility. It nowadays. is. It's a high possibility. Um, uh, but anyway, there's nothing new under the sun, and this was somebody. This was something written thousands of years ago, you sure. know. So, and then the other thing is, I think this was some one of the words of Jesus. So definitely New Testament, though. Um, it's he basically was like. Why are you freaking out? Uh, that's not what he said. But, um, that was the gist of it. He's like, um, nothing is happening to you that isn't common to man. In other words, he's like, shit happens. We've been through this. Yeah. And this was thousands of years. A couple thousand years ago, people were saying this stuff. So that it's true. It's mm-hmm. completely true. Maybe it hasn't happened to us yet. And so, yes, it's going to feel traumatizing. But... Yeah, this is this is new, I think, for most people because I I don't ever remember a time. I remember bird flu. But I don't remember a time where you had sports leagues shutting down, mm. schools canceling, like all this like it's uh Which I don't think is a bad idea. I don't think it's I a bad idea either. A, and that's yeah. when I kinda started to somewhat take it serious the other day. I was like, mm. all these leagues wouldn't be losing because they're gonna be losing a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um and thankfully I I know the NHL made a statement already. I believe the NBA did too mm-hmm. that they are going to pay their arena workers oh, good. while yes, this whole thing good. is going on. That's good. So yeah. again, mm-hmm. people stepping up like mm-hmm. they should. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's not go too overboard on. I mean, I think it's it's good to be like, yeah, it is. you're doing the right thing. But not, aren't you being gracious? No, you're just doing the bare minimum. But it's also putting people out of work. Yeah, mm-hmm. rightfully so, just mm-hmm. in the sense of not, but. At the same time, we should have some sort of system in place where if that something like this happens, mm-hmm. then those people are guaranteed to be paid. It's I, I think it's going to be especially difficult for a lot of small businesses. Yes, like, it will be. Um, I saw a statement on Facebook from The Parlor, the ice cream place in Durham mm-hmm. that I like that has vegan ice cream. Um, they, like, frankly, a lot of these shops can't afford to not. Like, I... I think can't afford to shut down. So what they what they were doing is they're like, look, we are sanitizing everything mm-hmm. constantly. We're wiping everything down all the time. My dad and I were at Barnes and Noble a couple nights ago to discuss our alternate and travel arrangements, and we were sitting in the cafe. And as we were sitting there, one of the cafe workers came around and was wiping down the railings, wiping down mm-hmm. the tables, and everything. So. And uh, I saw a thing on Facebook, too, about Eskazoo. Now I want to go to Eskazoo to be like, yeah, let me give you some business here because. um, But anyway, the parlor was saying that like they have savings that they can still afford to pay their workers and they're going to and they're going to make that their first priority. And um, and that's I just feel bad because, you know, that they're the people who are going to get the hardest hit. The NHL the, is going to be fucking fine. So is the NBA. They're not going fucking bankrupt no, no, no. over this. The but least, there is a, but, but but the, there is a the, real... But the people who work at those arenas... Right, but know. there is a real danger that small businesses could yeah. actually tank. And I 
sure, I, it would be a nice, gosh darn, it wouldn't be a lovely thing if there was some sort of small business incentive package that happened after this, along with plenty of other important things well, like, oh, Medicare for all. Well, they did pass a relief package either today or yesterday. It was probably yesterday because yesterday was Friday. Uh, hopefully that has something like that in there, but no, it doesn't. Probably not. Yeah, no, fucking why who cares? <laughs> but because Nancy Pelosi gives two shits about anybody. Come but on. if the stock market needs one point five trillion, God. that's with a T, trillion dollars all of a sudden, like no problem. So the next time, yeah, if you're a person like us, and and if you're not a person like us, progressive, that's fine too. But if you are championing an idea, and somebody from now on. Somebody asks you, how are you going to pay for that? We're like, we'll just get it from the Fed. Yep. Like, apparently that's just something you can do. One and a half trill, like that. Like, just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, th- that should... It's that easy. That should be your forever answer, mm-hmm. because apparently that is something that we can just do. Yeah. We can just... We've got... Oh, we've got all these trillions sitting over here. Yeah, we, apparently. We can, we can just take it. Yeah. So, anyway. Mm. Yeah. All right. I'm done. Me too. But- <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. You're getting me at my. my well, they had this. Bed. They had this Rachel last year, and we'll have this. Know. We'll have this Rachel next year, and the year after, if cor- if coronavirus doesn't get us all by then. Oh, you know that's that's the funny thing too is that I am uh, um I'm quarantining myself, but not because of the virus, just because of just tax get, season. Just because I want to. <laughs> no, I don't want or to. Or not want to. You I have, have to. to. I have to be sitting in my office working constantly for hours and hours on end. And I just got an Xbox One a couple weeks ago, so I'm... So you just sit for hours I'm and hours I'm specifically on quarantining myself, but it's just to play Xbox. You kind of quarantine yourself most of the time. Yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> yeah. It's probably because I work like 46 hours a week. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Something like that. Anyway, I have to go up and down stairs and carry things a lot, so I am very lazy on my days off. <laughs> I just love how you're like, I have to walk up and down stairs and carry things. I'm not talking about like five steps. I'm talking about like up and down like flights of stairs all night long. Mm-hmm. So anyway, enough. Of- no quarter for your sympathy here. Enough about me <laughs> before tax season, Rachel really kicks in. That's right. So that was the 1993. No, it's just the Jack in the Box E. outbreak. I think that's what we're going to call it. But you're right, it was in 1993. That was the Jack in the Box E. coli outbreak, which unfortunately... Killed four little kids. Four little kids. And and permanently damaged the health of many more. I mean, like the... the family that was that was granted or, or won in a lawsuit $15 million because their kid was permanently mm-hmm. brain damaged. I mean, they needed that money just to care for this sure. kid for the rest and of their life. And let's hope the, the families of the, the children that passed away at least had some relief for funeral services right. and stuff like that. Right. Well, And then, and then some. Yeah. That's that's really awful and, and heartbreaking. And I get, Don't eat meat. <laughs> I mean that's going to be my answer. <laughs> if you can if you can be if, if you have the privilege of being picky enough, just don't eat meat. Yeah. I might yeah. follow that one day. We'll see. Mm. Probably not though. But either way. Less meat is a good way to go. I think I've done that kind of. Maybe not. No. Anyway. <laughs> you eat your weight in beef jerky As, every year. Well, it's cuz it's delicious. <laughs> So that so once again that was the Jack in the Box E coli outbreak. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm the female host. <laughs>
and we'll see you next week. <laughs>